Good morning, and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims, and joining us this morning, Daniel Anderson, the Chief Operating Officer of the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Good morning, Daniel. Great to have you with us today. Hey, good morning, John. Great to be here. Great to get an opportunity to talk about scouting. Don't forget, In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus. In Focus is uploaded to our website early in the morning, the day after the show airs. Daniel, Boy Scouting been around since 1910 so 107 years now and going strong here in east texas and uh, around the country uh and that's one of the things one of the key things we're going to be discussing today but let's just start off with scouting in general scouting is an interesting uh venture not to uh, no pun intended i know one of your programs is called (laughs) venture scouting which we'll get into a little bit later on but as familiar as people are with the fact that there is an organization called the boy scouts of america and as many people as have gone through it it probably is a good idea just to start off to clarify it in the minds of folks who sort of have an image of scouting that may or may not be completely accurate maybe if we talk a little bit about what your mission and your vision are and go into the scout oath and some basic things that you think people really need to know if they're learning about scouting for the first time well you're absolutely right in that we have a great brand recognition for scouting you know when you say the boy scouts nearly everyone has some image that comes to mind a lot of time it's the Saturday evening post Rockwell painting version of the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. So they think of us as the camping club or they think of us as helping little old ladies across the street. Well, those are not inaccurate. Those are things that we do. But those are small components of who we are as an organization. And it doesn't really give credit to how much we've changed in 107 years. There are things we do now focusing on modern education techniques. There are things mm-hmm. that we have added as merit badges that our founders never considered, that were never part of the curriculum for what your grandfather's Boy Scouts may have been. Atomic energy wasn't on anyone's map in 1910 when we were founded. Internet safety wasn't something that we were teaching through the 60s and 70s. So we have kept relevant with youth, but never really abandoned those same principles. The Scout Oath hasn't changed in 107 years. Scout Law hasn't changed in 107 years. And our focus of providing character education providing a duty to God, leadership skills, outdoor awareness, none of that has gone away. So don't, I, don't, I don't want folks to limit themselves to thinking about the Boy Scouts in just that surface level. Really get to know us, and hopefully that's some of what we're going to address this morning. Okay. Uh, I see on your website, and that is etexscouts.org, by the way. And uh, we also want to mention the BeASCout.org website. There's also a national website, which you can Google easily enough if you want to find more, find out more about scouting in general. So this information is all on there. But I see that the mission of the Boy Scouts is to prepare young people to make ethical and moral choices over their lifetimes by instilling in them the values of the Scout Oath and Scout Law and your vision. Boy Scouts of America will prepare every eligible youth in America to become a responsible participating citizen and leader who is guided by the Scout Oath and Law. I guess really just kind of a different way of phrasing what you just said. And then there is that Scout Oath. I'll bet you can recite that for us. I could, but I don't know that that's the most relevant thing right now. Uh, uh, Let me hit the key points of the Scout Oath. Here's here's what's important. Um, We address, first of all, anytime you're having an organization that makes you take an oath, how many other youth organizations have something like that? I think Mm. that's one of the things that sets scouting apart is that we're trying to, as you mentioned in in the mission statement, instill in youth something that lasts a lifetime. You may only be in scouts for a few years, but it will be a lifetime lesson. And so what we focus on is um, a duty to God, 
and duty to country, a duty to self and others. These are all the key parts of the scout oath. Uh-huh. And then keeping yourself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. Okay. So that's really what all of our programming is geared toward. Now, that may take a lot of different shapes. That may change from one troop to another how we get to that point, but that's who we are. All righty. Let's talk about the East Texas Area Council. It's based in Tyler and has been for many, many, many years. You're still operating out of the same office on East 5th Street that you've had, I think, for close to 60 years. Right across from TJC. It's been been about 60 years. We are in their front yard. Mm -hmm. All right. So what area does the East Texas Area Council serve? We serve 17 counties, uh, from Wood County in uh, the northwest to Marion County in the northeast. And then you go south into um, Sabine County, mm-hmm. and then west across to Trinity. So if you look at it, we go from Larry McMurtry's west to William Faulkner's south. Wow. Never thought of it that way. That is a pretty big territory, though. 17 counties, and that's expanded. It's been a good while, but uh, now I was in scouting. I was involved in the exploring program a number of years ago, as you and I have discussed in some of the visits we've had, and talk a little bit more about that later. It's a little bit, it's about two counties bigger than it was when I was involved in it in the, 17, in the 70s and 80s, and it's divided up into, what, four districts now? Four geographic districts, right. Um, it's hard to sort of pin down like what a headquarters city for each of those would be, but if you think of it as our north west district is Smith and Wood County, and then our northeast district is um, Jefferson down to Marshall into Mm -hmm. Longview and Gilmer, and then we have a a wide band kind of across the middle that's going to cover everything from Palestine all the way across to center, and then our southernmost district is focused mostly in Nacogdoches and Angelina counties. Okay. Now, nationally, membership for the Boy Scouts has been down for a number of years. How has East Texas been affected? And I understand you actually have some good news for us on that. Well, we're on a really good growth trend right now with membership uh, locally. Nationally, membership is still down. There are some areas that um, haven't fully recovered from some of the national changes uh, that were made and, and from an overall declining membership trend. You know, 2013 and 2014 were very difficult years for us locally on a number of different levels. Mm-hmm. 2015, we ended with growth in the fourth quarter, but not growth overall. And then 2016 was really our our first year back. We had overall membership growth. And we did it in a couple of different ways. We really focused on our relationships with elementary schools, really worked on growing the Cub Scout program. Mm -hmm. We renewed our efforts in our outreach programs uh, to disadvantaged youth. And we focused on revamping and re-emphasizing, I guess is the better way to put it, some of our older scout programs. Okay. So when you're capturing the youngest scouts, and when you're focusing on the oldest scouts, the middle tends to fill itself in Mm. because you've built yourself a continuum, and so they can look forward to what's to come. Mm -hmm. So there has been a method to the madness, so to speak. There was definitely a strategy behind this. He didn't just go in blindfolded, and uh, apparently it's worked out well for you. Um, talking to Daniel Anderson, Chief Operating Officer of the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Based in Tyler, serving 17 counties in East Texas, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And the Boy Scouts of America, as we mentioned at the top of the show, was founded in 1910. Now, with so much that's changed for our country and young men and young women in the last 107 years, how have the Boy Scouts of America changed? Well, we try and keep current with educational trends. We, we look at what's being taught in schools. We look at what is relevant for youth, and we adapt to do that. 
you know, as I mentioned, we don't really abandon our core principles, but we can take a lot of those old ideas and present them in a way that is more relevant. So, for example, the Pinewood Derby, one of the most lasting images mm-hmm. of Cub Scouts, I and mean, it's been around since Cub Scouts was started. But how many people think of it as, as an exercise in physics? I mean, you're taking a raw block of wood and trying to turn it into the fastest model race car you can. Mm-hmm. Well, now, how do you do that? Powdered graphite? Well, how many other seven-year-olds are working with principles of um, uh, trajectory and what slope is, is in this wood and how is it coming down this ramp and what's uh-huh. the friction that the wheels are causing and how much do we file them down? We're teaching STEM education through building model race cars. Interesting. That's exactly what scouting is about. You're going to have fun. You're going to enjoy what you're doing. And by the way, you're learning all these things while you do it. Mm-hmm. The Pinewood Derby. Uh, tell us a little bit about exactly what that is. I've got a picture of it in my own mind. I'm not sure everybody else does. Well, the idea is it's it's a it's a race and uh, with we, small model cars. Small model cars, yeah. right? Right. Not the soapbox derby, you know, where you're getting the uh, refrigerator box and trying to race that down a big hill. This is mm-hmm. this is model race cars. Yeah. And it's, it's as simple as, I'm just going to take this block of wood and paint it with something creative. Or it's incredibly competitive. You know, there's a, a movie that came out, uh, I guess, seven, eight years ago called Down in Derby that really focused on just how crazy the Pinewood Derby culture can be. <laughs> and, you know, I, we, we can find an excuse to be competitive about anything, especially when you're working with, you know, six to ten-year-old boys. But when you get uh, their parents involved, uh, it takes on an added element. So it's it's taking a raw block of wood and making the fastest model race car you can out of it. And you it basically down. run it down a, sl- a down, wooden down slope. Down a slope, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's tracks. Um, and so it, they're set up in school gymnasiums and they're set up in church parking lots and you know it's mm-hmm. not like it requires an actual dirt track again or, or a big hill like the soapbox yeah. derbies when this is these are small probably uh six inch model cars okay the scout oath talks about a duty to god now how do the boy scouts as an organization help youth fulfill that well we start by not defining god for any one youth. You know, as, as folks are headed to worship services this morning, whether it's in a Catholic church, whether it's in a Church of Latter-day Saints, whether it's in a Baptist church, they're all going to emphasize a duty to God. But there's going to be some very different customs and traditions that are undertaken as part of that reverence. We do the same thing in scouting, making sure that everything we do has a, a, a spiritual or religious component to it. Mm-hmm. You know, no one can be complete without addressing that, that spirit. And so, again, you know, I point out how many, how many other organizations have meetings that will start with the pledge and the prayer. That's, mm-hmm. That is a fundamental component of a Boy Scout meeting. You cannot begin the business until you have had the Pledge of Allegiance right. and an invocation. So our first business in any meeting we conduct, whether it is a Cub Scout den meeting in someone's living room, whether it's our executive board meeting in our office, begins with the Pledge of Allegiance and an invocation. Okay. That's first things first. Okay. Uh, It just hit me that we did give out some contact information a little bit earlier. Let's do it again and expand on that. www.etexscouts.org is the local website, uh, East Texas Area Council. You can also go to beascout.org, and there is a national website that is easily Googleable, if you will, uh, if you want to check that out. But I guess the two that we really want to emphasize today are etexscouts.org and then beascout.org. That allows you to find a troop or a pack or an explorer post or event or Sea Scout group in your area? Yeah, it, BeAscout.org has been one of the, the great additions that we've made on a national level. 
And it's essentially the Google Maps for local scouting units. You can uh-huh. put in your address or any any notable landmark and find the nearest Cub Scout pack or Boy Scout trooper or any scouting program to you. And it gives you contact information for those unit leaders. And one of the things that we're actually unveiling this week is online registration. Ah. So you can even sign up for those units once you've done your research and decided that scouting is a good choice for your family. You can sign up right there through the website to be a part of your local scouting unit. Mm-hmm. And as far as location, 1331 East 5th Street, right across from TJC. And you're open from 830 to 5 if people want to do the walk-in thing. Uh, 903-597-7201 is the phone number. And that pretty much uh, summarizes the best way to get in touch with your local scouting council office and find out more about what's going on maybe in your town or your particular district. Some of the uh, different programs that you have, we talked a little bit about Cub Scouting, and we just gave one very high-profile example of some of the things that the kids do in Cub Scouts. Uh, As far as the Boy Scouts are concerned, and we did talk about this at the top of the show, scouting may or may not be exactly what people think it is, but um, can you maybe walk us through a typical week or month uh, for a typical, if there is such a thing, Boy Scout troop? What's actually going on at those meetings and during some of those activities they have? Well, our founder described scouting as a game with a purpose. And mm-hmm. so if you were just to, to drop in at any Cub Scout pack or Boy Scout troops meeting, it's going to look a lot like it's kids playing or just having fun. If you yeah. were to, to stop by a camp out, you're going to see a lot of goofing around, but you're also going to see you know, the loose structure of the patrol method or the den model that we use in Cub Scouts. So it's, it's really designed for what's age appropriate what what a, what do kids at that age already want to do and then we find ways to make sure that there's a character education component to it that there is a leadership component to it so take our merit badge program for example there there are 21 badges you have to earn 21 merit badges to become an eagle scout um, there's a set number of those that are required and if you look at what those are, there's some that are focused on citizenship that are very classroom-based, but there's some that are focused on outdoor education and camping that are very hands-on. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps set the tone for what our spectrum is that we try and do. So there's, there's a, a cerebral component to what scouting is and how you think and how you feel and act, what a scout is. That's your character education. But there's a life skills component as well, whether it's personal management, whether it's uh, focusing on physical fitness. You know, uh, again, people have that image of scouts hiking through the woods. If you haven't taken a 10-mile hike with a 50-pound pack on your shoulders lately, there's a physical component to scouting. Just remind I uh, have no doubt. I was going to say, yeah, you've got to make sure that you have uh, practiced for that, that you have packed the bag so that it distributes weight uh, evenly. So you get a little bit of everything. You know, there are a number of organizations that um, can offer one component of what scouting does that, that are great at leadership or that are great at fitness or that are great at something else. But scouting is so comprehensive in mm-hmm. terms of what it offers. So it's hard to really distill it to what a, a typical meeting right. or week yeah. would look like because we cover such a wide range of things. We are a, a holistic and comprehensive program. Mm-hmm. Very interesting way of putting it, and I think is about as accurate as uh, anything anybody could have come up with. We're talking to Daniel Anderson this morning, Chief Operating Officer of the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America, based in Tyler. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. Um, Let's get into some of the other areas of scouting, and this is kind of where I come into the picture. I'm not going to jump in too deep because it really is your show, and I know a lot of things have changed since I started out in the exploring program as an advisor for 
you guessed it, a radio post in Jacksonville, Texas in 1978. So it's been close to 40 years. And I can look back on some of the things that the kids learned, some of the relationships that were built, some of the fun that we had from 1978 until 86. And we did the last year in Palestine after I moved down there. And then I served as the... uh, District Exploring Chair, actually on the uh, Boy Scout, uh, you call it a, a board of directors? Our executive board. Executive board. I was on the executive board for about three years, right after I moved to Tyler from 1989 till about 1992. Well, let's talk about exploring. In a lot of ways, it's the same as it was back then, but there, of course, have been some key changes as well, changing with the times. Well, there's definitely a renewed national emphasis on exploring. And so to kind of get into the big picture of what it is, exploring is a workforce development program that is much bigger than just an internship. It is bigger than job shadowing because it uses a lot of the methodology that a traditional scouting would use but applies it to a vocational setting. Mm-hmm. So any business could have an explorer post. Any business that is interested in developing youth or generating interest in potential future employees could put together an explorer post and as long as they were willing to, again, follow the the principles and regulations of the Boy Scouts, it becomes their program. They can dictate what it is that they feel like future or potential employees should know to be prepared for that. So when you look at that as part of the national dialogue, the cost of a bachelor's degree has gone up significantly since 1970. The value of a bachelor's degree has gone down since 1978. So if you're going to make an informed choice about what it is you're going to study at college, or if college is even right for you, you need to figure out what direction you want to go with your employment. And exploring is a great way to try out for one year or six years what a potential career field for you might be. There are 17 different career clusters that exploring breaks down into, but even with any of those, I think we would be hard-pressed to find any business that couldn't support exploring in some way. So we are actively trying to grow our exploring programs here. Our enrollment in exploring is up about 10% Good. Um, over the last few years. So we've definitely had growth, but we're looking for new opportunities, whether it's medical, uh, whether it's media. John, I'm looking at you. Hmm. Um, there are a number of opportunities where we can continue to offer young men and women between the ages of 14 and 20 opportunities to understand what they're getting into Mm -hmm. when it comes to their work life. Yeah. I am personally aware of a couple of posts in Tyler that are law enforcement related. That's one area that's been real strong in exploring over the years. Are there some other career areas that you'd like to highlight as far as what's going on in East Texas right now? Well, we have good fire and EMS programs as well. Uh Um, Actually, Longview has the third oldest exploring post in the state of Texas. Wow. So they've got some great history over there. But we have a number of areas we do want to grow into. Um, you know, medical, be, simply because the, the cost of determining if you want to go into that field is so high. And you know, we get uh, kids who swear they want to be surgeons and will go to their first Explorer Post meeting and see simulated blood and faint. Yeah. You're not going to be a I've strong heard that story before. Could, right, that was going on in 1978. <laughs> right, it's, it's still true. It's still true. There yeah. are people who think that they want to pursue a career field and then realize, oh, wait, this is not for them. And finding out what's wrong for you is every bit as valuable as finding out what's right for you. Yeah. Important to point out that this is a co-educational program. This is a co-educational Has program. Has been, I think, from the get-go. When exploring really sort of took off in the 50s, it was built as, as a co-educational program. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, venturing, when I was in exploring, venturing was, what's now venturing was part of exploring. These were the, uh, what we used to call the high adventure posts and things like that, more hobby oriented. So in 1998, we split those programs and venturing became the avocational program, whereas exploring stayed the vocational program. And Uh so a lot of the hobby based or the adventure based posts became venturing crews. Again, still co-educational. Um, mm. My sister was in venturing, so I do get to uh, tell everyone that my sister was a Boy Scout. Oh, okay. But we actually have had uh, pretty good uh, representation in our venturing crews uh, locally. And we have a, a few here in Tyler, a few in Longview, one in Marshall, uh, um, one in Jacksonville. So it's growing, a very strong group out of Nacogdoches. Uh, so we're well represented when it comes to venturing. Uh, especially because it's got so many of those things that are seen as the pinnacle of what scouting is. The whitewater rafting, the rock climbing, the backpacking, Mm -hmm. the the wilderness survival experience. That's all a part of what venturing can Mm -hmm. offer. The term high adventure is still very relevant in that program, I can see. Now, sea scouting. There's no sea anywhere near here, but you have sea scouts. That's interesting. We do. Between uh, Lake Palestine and Lake Tyler, we actually have two sea scout ships that we serve Mm -hmm. in this council. Uh, Again, both growing uh, and strong, and we're looking at starting a third one at Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches. So we we will hopefully have our third Sea Scout ship in a landlocked area by the end of this year. And it's just because, I think because there's no sea locally, people don't necessarily have that aquatic or nautical background that it's it's appealing right now to a lot Mm -hmm. of um, late high school and early college age youth to, to understand some of the components of what does it take to navigate on water. Uh-huh. It's not the same as the compass. You know, I mean, we actually have 16-year-old young men and women who are learning how to use a sextant. Uh-huh. So, again, what other organization is offering something like that? None that I know of. Um, no seas, but plenty of lake territory. So that, I'm sure, really helps a lot. Uh, now, like every nonprofit organization, you have an annual budget. Got to be met in order for you to continue your mission. How is the East Texas Area Council funded? I guess there are four basic areas for that. There are, yeah. It kind of breaks down into quarters. Uh, one quarter is uh, through foundations and trusts, whether it's um, our own foundation, whether it's um, grants that we receive from from other organizations. That's, that's a quarter of it. Uh, there's a quarter that's generated through the activities and camping programs, uh, our summer camp, our merit badge weekends, our day camps. Uh, There's another quarter that comes from our annual campaign. Uh, We have great support in a number of our communities for Friends of Scouting, which is uh, what we call our annual campaign, as well as special events that we do, uh, including our golf tournament on June 26th. Just a little plug for that, if anyone's interested. Oh, sure. Um, We also do uh, two Distinguished Citizens Award luncheons, one in Tyler and one in Longview, recognizing Mm -hmm. someone who shares the values of scouting. And uh, it is a fundraiser, but it's also really designed to highlight the uh, amazing work so many individuals do in our communities. So that's that's a quarter of it. And then that, that final quarter of our budget is kind of the everything else, whether it's the scout shop, uh, whether it's um, uh, secondary special events that we put on, uh, whether it's the United Way, who, who we do receive generous funding from. Uh, I want to mention them as well. So that's kind of the... That, fourth quarter is the catch-all. 
Okay. Um, how can families get involved in Boy Scouting? We, uh, I'll start this off by repeating some of the contact information. etexscouts.org, beascout.org, uh, the office in Tyler, 1331 East 5th Street, across from TJC, 903-597-7201. It's open from 830 to 5. By all means, walk in and have a chat with some of the folks that are on duty that day. But beyond that, how can families and how do you encourage families to get involved in scouting on different levels? Well, the best place to start is, is with beascout.org. Um, just kind of look at what's around you, and if you notice that there isn't something immediately around you, please reach out to us. We're always happy to help you start something new. I do want to point out, kind of as it relates to the last question and ties into this question as well, none of the registration fees stay local. So even though we've had membership growth in the last couple of years and we are constantly mm-hmm. looking for new families to join us, none of the registration fees that they pay stay here. That all goes to our national office. So right. our funding is not paid simply based on registration. Okay. That said... Um, you know, we do have uh, a great relationship with a number of our school districts. So if you have an elementary-aged young man, um, there is probably a Cub Scout pack that serves his school. Beascout.org can help you find that or calling our scout office. That's really our entry-level program. If you do have a, a middle school-aged, a sixth grader uh, through 12th grader who's interested in Boy Scouts, that's the, the target market there. Uh, it, it can be tougher just to jump right into, but we have such a strong advancement program that it is built as a way to really take someone who has no background in scouting and stair-step them through it. So okay. it's more uncommon that we just have someone jump in and join a Boy Scout troop, but we'd, we'd welcome the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it is, to all intents and purposes, summer. You're looking at camping, summer activities. little shout-out to Camp Pirtle. When I was involved in exploring i spent a lot of time at camp hurdle great place lots of fun and i'm sure the scene of a lot of the things that are going to be going on this summer we do we're looking forward to a a number of camps that we have out there this is our third year of offering um a resident camp for fourth and rising fourth and fifth graders Uh that's just something that not a lot of councils have been able to successfully pull off we've got some great staff leadership out there Uh, we will be running a a few weeks of um, boy scout summer camp we built a brand new pool house a few years ago Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got a brand new climbing tower as of last year there has there have been some uh, very nice developments out at Pirtle, and obviously a beautiful uh, slice of property on lake merval southwest of Carthage. Mm-hmm. So if you are just looking to spend some quality time um, in the woods, amongst the piney woods, uh, the spiritual experience that is East Texas, Camp Pirtle is a, a good place to do it. Sounds familiar from the good old days. Um, getting down close to the end of the show here, what is next for the Boy Scouts as an organization? Well, we've got to continue to, to stay relevant. You know, uh, if you look at what the Uh, political or social dialogue is, there's a way for scouting to be a part of that, whether it is focusing on ecological stewardship and conservation, whether it is continuing to um, develop qualified, trained members of the workforce. We look at what the national needs are and try and rise to meet them. It's what we've been doing for 107 years. Mm -hmm. So whether that means that we're looking to add new programs, whether that means that we are looking to Uh, find new resources for membership, uh, whether that means that we are looking to make changes to how we implement our core values. Our core values aren't going to change, but how we address them and how we share them and how we teach them might. So I think a lot of the future for scouting depends on what the future for this country is. Okay. Um, A couple of minutes left in the show and just briefly uh, your experience, how you got involved in scouting, and how you got from where you started to where you are today. So those who know me know I, I don't mind talking about myself a little bit. So uh, I, I am an Eagle Scout. 
Um, I, uh, I started as a bear scout in Miami, Florida. Uh, when my family moved to Texas, I stuck with scouting, went all the way through. Uh, proud uh, alumni of Troop 261 in Plano. Hmm. Uh, served on summer camp staff for a number of years. And then, uh, you know, you never forget about scouting, but I went off to college. And my only real contact with scouting was in the summers, working at camp. And when I came to the end of my um, undergraduate, I, I didn't really know what to do next. And I didn't have exploring as a benefit for me then. I kind of wish I had because I would have realized that law school was a bad choice. Mm. Uh, so I ended up not going. And I got a job offer to begin working for the Circle 10 Council in Dallas. Spent uh, almost four years as a district executive serving eastern Dallas County. Was fortunate enough to have an opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. for five and a half years. Uh, worked my way through a few management positions in Northern Virginia. So, you know, you talk about having a, a scout meeting and what does it look like. Uh, some of the leaders' meetings I went to were actually held at the Pentagon. So that takes on a little bit of a different feel well, to, what, imagine, to yeah. what a scout meeting would look like. Um, and then in 2013, was uh, given a great opportunity to come back home to Texas. And so have been proud to be with the East Texas Area Council since November of 2013. All right. And that's it in a nutshell. Talking to Daniel Anderson, the Chief Operating Officer of the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts of America. Got about a minute left in the show, and basically I can kind of review some of the things we've talked about that maybe we want to reemphasize. You cover 17 counties in East Texas out of the Tyler office all the way down to what people typically think of as Southeast Texas, Sabine, Trinity counties down around that area. Uh, Longview is included, uh, Wood County, Jefferson, Marion County, down as far as, I guess, around Palestine, Anderson County. We do. Yeah, yeah. we've got actually a, a few very strong units that are in Palestine. Mm -hmm. And uh, divided up into four different districts. And basically going strong, but looking to grow stronger. And if you want to know more, you can. And maybe you should, if it's right for you, go to that website, etexscouts.org or beascout.org, or call the office, 903-597-7201. It's open 830 to 5, Monday through Friday on East 5th Street in Tyler. Daniel Anderson with the East Texas Area Council of the Boy Scouts. Great show today. Thanks for coming in and visiting with us. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. You Scout bet. on. <laughs> okay, Scout on. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you again next week on In Focus.